After listening today, you'll be able to impress your friends and your neighbors with all of your vast knowledge of all things Easter-related. <laughs> and we're talking about Jeff and Sherry Easter. Guys, thanks for stopping by. Good to be here. We've got to start at the beginning. Uh, if we're going to do uh, a true uh, historical documentary on the group, Justice, and we've got to start with two great families, an Easter family and, and a Lewis family. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sherry, I guess ladies first, let's go with the Lewis family. All righty. Well, my family are the Lewis family, and, and my mom is Polly. And all of my life, uh, I, I tell people that uh, growing up that um, backstage and microphones and product tables were just as comfortable and familiar to me as uh, playing hide-and-seek and staying outside and, and asking for one more hour. Oh, please, Mom, one more hour. So the, the, all of that was very common to me growing up. Um, I don't ever remember thinking it as strange or, or odd. Uh, I always enjoyed the fact that I got to be around so much music. And uh, it was just a wonderful opportunity uh, for, for me, you know, to, to meet and, and be friends with so many people from across the country. I know a lot of my friends that, that their um, little circle of friends was just right there in the Georgia area. And yeah. I was very grateful that, that I had... You know, great friends across the country and, and great music to boot and a, a good and a loving family. And so uh, I consider it quite a heritage, uh, a rich one. And it's very that. natural, right? Very so natural. Yeah. Very natural. It was just a part of what we did. And the Lewis family, uh, incredible bluegrass yes. history in this yes. music and um, in particular gospel bluegrass. Yeah, my family did their first bluegrass festival in about 1972, and they had been doing gospel music uh, since the early 50s. And um, so in the 70s, when uh, the pop and kind of folk music, you know, got so popular, that's when the bluegrass festivals, you know, began to gain in popularity. And everybody loved the lyrics Mm -hmm. and the energy that came with Mama Nim's songs. And so they started doing the festivals. And they are now known as America's first family of bluegrass gospel music. <laughs> and the Easter Brothers, also in the uh, in the bluegrass uh, side of things, right? Yeah, about 50 years as well, uh, traveling and singing. And just like Sherry, I was raised, uh, you know, that's all we knew. You know, yeah. Daddy singing on the weekends. And, yeah. and when I was about 14, they invited me to play bass guitar on a record. And uh, so that's that's my history, too, just loving Good old bluegrass gospel. Now, we did have some drums and steel guitars, mm-hmm. a little more uh, country feel to it, but their vocals are definitely bluegrass. They, well, and bluegrass one unique thing that Jeff and I share is that we've talked about, of course, since that time, that when we were being brought up in similar households, we also found out that our family shared with us similar music. So, like, one of our our favorite, both Jeff and, and my favorite, Albums is the Osborne Brothers' favorite hymns album. Huh. And so I was talking to him one day about it. He said, oh, you mean the one with, with the gold lame suits? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one. That's my, You know, and so we have a lot in common because of that. Aside from bluegrass, uh, either one of you uh, have any other influences that may be totally different from a bluegrass album? You know what's funny is my mom was very sweet. In a recent article, they asked her um, – who were Sherry's, you know, favorites and, and who has Sherry always tried to imitate. And she said, I can't ever remember Sherry trying to imitate a particular singer. And I thought it was very sweet because, you know, she did notice that, that my, my musical tastes are quite eclectic. I love a lot of different music. I love really good singing. I just, I love tones and uh, I love lyrics. And um, I can honestly say I don't know that I've ever emulated anybody except my mom. Mm-hmm. And I do try to go for that that rich, bluesy sound yeah, that my yeah. mom was so well known for. Sure. 
Jeff, you have any? Uh... Well, you know what? My, my daddy, of course, it comes natural. Everybody that's ever heard my daddy, and then they hear me saying, you know, like yeah. like yeah. a little James yeah. Easter, you know. Yeah. But my, uh, I guess Ronnie Millsap growing up, I love Ronnie and country music and Ricky Skaggs. That would be mm-hmm. two of my favorites, you know, as far as influences. Vocally, you know, I was a big fan of their tones and the way they sounded. So how did you guys meet? I mean, you've got two of some of the best bluegrass singing families and this, this convergence, this, this, you know, marriage that you guys now have created. It's just an amazing sound. How did, how did that? 1984, we met in Springdale, Arkansas. We were actually reminiscing about it out here in the yeah. hall about five minutes ago. Well, we ago. do about every day, too. We reminisce <laughs> yeah. thinking about the But good. we saw Dwayne Burke, and yeah. we, Jeff always thanks Dwayne for his mauve colored suit because Jeff had borrowed one of Dwayne Burke's suits and was wearing it the night that I saw him, and I absolutely thought he was the most beautiful man I'd ever laid my eyes on. And the way it works out, we, I didn't have a clue Sherry could sing. I, I didn't claim to be a singer. I just thought he was cute. Then. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> we just had great conversation. You know, yeah. when I found out she was, uh, I didn't really know she was Polly's daughter till I went up and introduced myself. I just saw this best-looking woman I'd ever seen in my life yeah. behind the Lewis Van record table. And I just said, uh, I thought, well, this is my end because the song, they're holding up the ladder, the song my family wrote, the Lewis family recorded. Well, in the meantime, I had looked at my mom and said, Mom, do you see that guy over there? So the good-looking one? <laughs> do you know who that is? And she said, no, I don't know who that is. Well, and she, Three she minutes was pointing. later. I saw him pointing, so I yeah, knew they were they, talking they about me. They saw us pointing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I went over and introduced myself to Polly. I said, hey, Polly, I'm Jeff Easter. Do you remember me? And, of course, she was, no, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I said, well, my dad wrote Holding Up a Ladder. The Easter brothers wrote Holding Up a Ladder. And I said, uh, uh, uh we gave you that song back in Richlands, Virginia. I remember it was passing through. And she said, well, this is my daughter, Sherry. So, so Polly, my mom actually introduced us. Wow. <laughs> uh, and how old were you at that time? I was 24. Sherry was I was 20, 21. almost. No. Would you not have been 21? No, I wasn't 21 yet. I was 20, almost 21, because when we married mm-hmm. a year after that. My daddy had just passed away. Okay. And so that was the bulk of our conversation that night. Yeah. It was 1984. He had passed away in June, and I met Jeff in August. And I was only 20 years old, and we spent most of the night talking about the devastation and the grief and the mourning process. Mm-hmm. And my mom was a widow at 47, and it was just, wow. you know, our family, we we were really still struggling with, you know, accepting, you know, the grieving process. It was only seven or eight weeks mm-hmm. prior to that that my dad had passed away. Mm-hmm. And so a bulk of our conversation that night was uh, the hurt and the loss. It was just a great and, conversation. Uh, we had a great just conversation. Talking, you know, I'd been through some things, and she was there yeah. talking for me. And then I remember she gave me a picture, an 8 by 10 of, you know, it's a solo oh, picture. Yeah. And she autographed it for me, and uh, I stuck it on the mirror. Michael English was at the, with the Singing Americans at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, I was uh, playing bass guitar. So Michael and myself shared a bunk room mm-hmm. area in the bus. So I stuck her eight by ten on my mirror. He said, "Man, you can forget her. She's way out of your league, you know." And so Michael was wrong. Thank the Lord. You ever well, see that in? Yeah. Oh yeah. And you know what? In my wallet right now, if you, I took the eight by ten picture and I cut it down to fit in my wallet. Yeah. And the picture when we first started dating, when people say, "Let me see a picture of your girlfriend," yeah. I would show it to him. I had this guy in Pennsylvania. I pulled out that picture of my wallet. And it was that same eight by ten she'd been selling. I said, "This is who I'm going to marry." He said, "Man, I got one of those." <laughs> so <it was> like, <laughs> but he does. He still keeps that picture in his wallet. Uh, you dated for a year. You got married. Mm-hmm. About a year later, did ten you, months actually. Uh, ten months later, we wow. married. 
Actually, the week uh, right after the anniversary, the first anniversary of my father's death. Uh, yeah, we planned the wedding for um, uh, six days later. Mm-hmm. Just I told Jeff, I said, I cannot go through every year of my life dreading mm-hmm. June the 12th. And I said, if we plan to get married June 18th, that gives me something to look forward to yeah. every year. So we did. And, uh, Sherry, you were in Georgia, is that right? Yeah, I was finishing up my last uh, three months at the University of Georgia. I got my degree in marketing. Bulldogs and, fan, huh? Oh, dogs oh, fan yeah. through and through. Through and, and through. And, Jeff, were you from? Uh, Mount Airy, North Carolina. North Carolina. I sing in America was out of Maiden, but I, I still lived in Mount Airy. I drive back. Mayberry, right? Mayberry, buddy. Yeah. Right there, Goobers and Gomers, and I'm one of them. <laughs> um, so where did you, you get married at? We got married in Lincolnton. In uh, yeah, in Georgia. Um, in fact, Jeff and I, my mom's house is across the road from us. Mm-hmm. So I have spent 42 years, other than my three or four college years, yeah. I've spent 42 years within a tenth of a mile <laughs> of my mom, and it's a good thing. So you had the wedding. Had a honeymoon, and then we had a very quick honeymoon. Went yeah, down to Florida a for a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> Went to Florida for two or three days, and literally hit the stage. We got married on a Tuesday. Hit the stage with my family on a Friday afternoon concert. Mm-hmm. So bluegrass festival. Jeff, did you become a part of the Lewis family? I at that did. Point? Right after the that, sure did. We was up did. in uh, Dahlonega, big bluegrass uh, mm-hmm. Norman Adams festival there. Mm-hmm. And it was a big deal because I was such a fan of Doyle Lawson, the Osmond Brothers, and Sherry was raised around these people. And I'm like bowing to these guys yeah. and getting to know Sonny and Bobby on a personal level. And Doyle, uh, it just, you know, blew me away that uh, I'd get to meet the people that I looked fan. up to. Were the Easter Brothers more of, uh, were the, is the Easter name in Bluegrass more associated with songwriting than performing? Yeah, and they did, they do Bluegrass festivals, not as many as the Lewis family did. Right. They did more churches, revivals. Okay. My daddy's a preacher, and so they do more the revivals. And they still do bluegrass festivals, you know, uh, every now and then, but not as much. And work. Little Roy and Sonny Osborne, they had this little thing going back and forth. So every weekend, mm-hmm. the Lewis family was with the Osborne brothers, and so that was a lot of fun. So how long? That was in, what, 84 you got married? 85. We 85. got married to 89 and a half. Sherry yes. was... What, seven, well, eight months pregnant? Janu- January. Because 88 is when Madison was born. Madison was born in November of 1988. And then okay. that January 1st, New Year's night, mm-hmm. we performed as Jeff and Sherry, uh, just our group. Um, of 89, at, yeah, yeah. In Maiden, North Carolina. How'd you get that gig? Actually, uh, when we left the Lewis family, within two weeks of, uh, of, of deciding to, to stay at home because we knew that, that we were expecting uh, Madison at the time. Within two weeks of that, we delivered Madison and started making contacts. Mm-hmm. And when Madison was 12 days old, I went back on the road. And we that was the first Jeff and Sherry concert. So we did three or four as just me and Jeff in a car. <laughs> and, 626 uh, miles. The with a Radio Shack microphone. And a microphone. I still got that Radio Shack microphone stand. Baby. You can't break them. You uh-uh. can't break them. <laughs> but we did. We did it in, in, a, in a car, just me and Jeff. And we did weekends from... The uh, like say about the 26th or 28th of November, along in that time, mm-hmm. through the Christmas season, and we did our first date as Jeff and Sherry Easter with Jeff's brother Rabbit as a third part harmony and a drummer on January 1st. And, and a 1954 GMC bus. Yes, yeah. paid for. Yeah, <laughs> seven thousand. It was old, so it was paid for. <laughs> that means a lot. Yeah. Um, was it 
was it at that point as you're starting new, starting fresh, was it a quiet beginning or was there a lot of buzz? In the industry? It was a lot of buzz, a lot of buzz. Yeah. Jeff and I were very blessed yeah. uh, in that when we first met, he, uh, being with the Singing Americans, was with uh, the Benson Company, with Riversong. Mm-hmm. And he played the song that we sang to each other at our wedding to Bill Trailer, who was in charge of Riversong at the time. Yeah. Bill told him, said, if you ever want to record, man, she's great, you're great, the, two, the sound is incredible. If the two of you ever want to record, give me a call. And so within six months of getting married, we called him and said, would you be interested? We do have a platform, you know, with the Lewis family. And even though we sing one song a night, you know, we love to do an album. Mm-hmm. He said, I'd love to do it on you. And that's about 86 and, uh, we did our first album. So we, we had already done our first song, our first album, our first single, mm-hmm. went to number six in the national charts. Wow. Uh, Jerry Kirksey, when he reviewed our first album, gave us a five star, saying, I've never given anybody a five star, but this album is a perfect album. It's an album that's perfect because of the marriage of the harmonies, the marriage of the songs, and the marriage of the music with the songs. And it was just a really, really nice uh, uh, review, and it got us quite a buzz. So we, by this time, when we started our own group, we're on album number three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we already wow. had established a career yeah. in Southern gospel music with our albums and then also with our platform in Blue Cross funny, gospel. Jarrett Doherty, a drummer, he's a famous comedian now in Branson. Uh, he works out there, and uh, he came to see us expecting, you know, a brand-new bus and all in 89 when yeah. we first started. He drove up and saw that old raggedy, <laughs> old ugly bus. He said, well, no, that's not Jeff and Sherry's bus. They're, you know, they're radios. It's paid for. When you buy a cheap one, it was paid for. Uh, and uh, your current lineup includes uh, the trios, Jeff and Sherry and Charlotte Ritchie. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you get her from the Neelands? Yeah, well, actually, what happened with that situation is our drummer and Charlotte met at a Gaither taping. They Rabbit kind of hooked them up, and they, they started uh, dating and corresponding with each other. By the time that they decided to marry, they had both decided that, you know, this is what we both do. Maybe we get to work together every now and then. By the time they both had gotten uh, married, uh, the Neyland schedule was just, it was almost completely different mm-hmm. from ours. Whereas Jeff and I, we worked Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. The Neylands would go out for like 10 and 12 day tours and then come home for a couple of days and then go back out. So the the touring schedule, they were totally different. And so it made it difficult. And Charlotte just decided, you know what, I'd rather be a wife than to be a singer at this time in my life. And she just, you know, turned in her notice and stayed at home. Well, Jeff immediately looked at her and said, well, don't stay at home. Come with us. You know, yeah. you're not doing anything. Yeah. Ride, ride on the bus with us. She said she'd love to. And we're on stage one night singing and, and Jeff looked over at me as soon as we came off stage. He said, man, I hate for her to sit there in the audience. She's such a great singer. Yeah. You know, I yeah. wonder if she'd want to sing with us. And so we literally just said, come on up and sing with us. Just double rabbit's part. Just do anything. Just yeah. be up there with us, yeah. you know, so you can enjoy it. And sure enough, we didn't know this, but years later, God was working it to when Rabbit decided to, to leave. Mm-hmm. Charlotte came in and, and filled in, you know, and did Rabbit's part. So she's been the third harmony now. This is her tenth year. Well, wow. it's been a long time. Ten mm-hmm. years. Uh, how has the sound changed since 1989? To, to, to well, now? this new record, you know, it's, it's just the quality of the sound. Of course, with any like XM here, you know, yeah. it's just better the quality, quality stuff. But as far as 
You, we just recorded on our new CD, I Wouldn't Change If I Could, the old Ricky Skagg song, yeah. because it's what we learned to sing harmony. Well, we, we love country music. We yeah. love fiddles and guitars and mandolins, dobros, and, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we're brought up on, and we continue to include them. So on if all you compare, albums. if you go get our first album and then play our brand new album, I don't think you'll see Well, let me put it this way. If it ever sounds anything, uh, <clears throat> that doesn't sound like what you think is Jeff and Sherry, it's probably Sherry's fault. Okay. <laughs> I tell you, I'm the eclectic one, okay? I yeah. like to try different things. Sure. I really do. I like a lot of different music, anything from 50s to jazz to pop to uh, country. I just like harmonies, and I like lyrics. I like tones. So, Would, would you fairly classify yourself today as bluegrass? Uh, I don't think it's ever been fair for me to call myself bluegrass. I think I have a lot of grass roots, mm-hmm. and I think that my voice is, is a very true uh, grassy voice. I, I really believe that probably um, to, to, to deem us bluegrass, I think it's probably because somebody else didn't really know pure bluegrass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the way that we know it. Right, right. You know what right. I'm saying? Because we've always been bluegrass, but we love piano. Mm-hmm. You don't hear keys mm-hmm. in, in bluegrass usually. Right. We right. love drums yeah. and have always used drums. They don't really use that steel guitar, Jeff. I mean, with growing up with Rabbit, he's got to like steel guitar, right? Yeah, yeah. That's not a part of bluegrass. So I think True. for the purest, we're not bluegrass. But for people who this is as close as it gets. Compared to Dean say, Martin, you're there bluegrass. You go. There you go. Compared yeah. to Dean Martin, I'm bluegrass. <laughs> Jeff, are you pretty much in a kind of producer's chair when when it's time to do any project? You know what? We both we take sit 50, in the same 50. seat. And we got to the point to where, you know what? You produce your songs. I want to produce my songs. She's never, she may not like an idea that I have, uh-huh. maybe going a little too country. And we're country, good sounding boards. Yeah, and I do listen and respect her opinion. But if it's something that I really like and she ain't that crazy about, I'm like, you know what? I want to do it. You know, and I want to go with it. He and teases me and says mine's rock and roll. Oh, I tease yeah. him and says he's a little, he's a little country. Yeah, we're Donnie and Marie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, is that differences of opinions uh is that what keeps your sound fresh and exciting i, I think I that's think so, the yeah. merger yeah i really do because uh, you hear my songs on the record and it's definitely country well and mine's more of the black soul pop country sound poppy jazzy you know those kind of things sing sister sing was that that was a that was a uniquely easter song right it, yeah. yeah it was and, it really and that, was. that's an example of the example of the, of, of the kind of stuff that i grew up listening to and and the kind of edge that i put with it whereas jeff would give you the really straight tone mm-hmm. grassier edge i kind of give you more of the blue blues and, and black gospel kind of an edge well, that's more of my second favorites. tune on our new cd is living in the rain it's very bluesy got a great feel and and vince gill did a duet with sherry on yeah. that and it's yeah. it's really it's in a minor chord yeah, yeah. Wow. it's almost a feel of like joshua, joshua fit the battle of jericho right. one of those kind of things yeah. And then you've got, like, the going away party. Would that, oh, yeah. Would that have been one of your choices, Jeff? That's oh, yeah, Jeff that's mine. I'm, that's just, yes, it's very, I mean, it, it's everybody, man, you're the only guy in the world who got away with that, you know. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, I, I just love that song when White River did it. Bruce Haynes wrote it, and we we did a tour with Mid-South White River back in the 80s, you know, 89, when we first started, early 90s. And we always loved going away party, man. It was just, uh, I know the story behind it. And, sure. and And I told Bill, we were actually in Ireland, I believe. And uh, I told Bill, I said, man, I got a song I, I want your approval on. And I sang it to an old Bill. You know, his temples will start going at it. And as a writer, he loved the story yeah. and loved the song. Yeah. Well, and I think that's probably one of the, the combining uh, characteristics of Jeff and Sherry as, a, as, a, as you know, a musical uh, oh, yeah. entity is the fact that he and I both, no matter what the style differences are, 
love, good harmony. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, if I'm listening to something that's uh, way out, out south that he wouldn't typically listen to, or if he's listening to something that's totally north of what I'm listening to, we can almost always appreciate each other's music because of the harmonies. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's one thing that does draw us together. You get criticized for some of some of the styles you do. You know, it's funny. Yeah. The only criticism I can ever remember getting on an album that I did, a man put it in his CD player and said, "This has a saxophone on it." Yeah. And I thought, "I love a saxophone." Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're crazy, am I? I just <laughs> I love a saxophone, and so and and I don't take that offensively because you know some people just don't, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, thank goodness nobody's really criticized the music, and I think it's because they can see our heart, and they know that the lyrics that we choose, we, we want to make a difference in people. And the one thing we've always said, we've never labeled our music. I will never. Yeah. You might hear somebody yeah. else call me bluegrass yeah, or somebody call us country. Or, and I will say I love country and I love We're bluegrass. Sharing music. But as far as our CDs, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to put a label because it puts you in a box. Yeah, you know, right. I'm not going to be in a box. And what's bad is you got to find a box to fit in. You really mm-hmm. do, and we understand that. But... I don't feel true to myself if I call myself uh, bluesy, mm-hmm. you know, because then what's going to happen when I do one of those, you know, like um, green pastures, mm-hmm. one of those sweet bluegrass kind of, you know, tunes, one of those. So I think it's kind of nice to be able to do it all. So in the timeline of the Easters, it started in the late 80s. And when did Bill Gaither find you? It was Actually, the... the second video. He invited us up. Well, we, first of all, in Gainesville, Georgia, Michael English, as I mentioned, was right. singing Americans. We were good friends, you know, when we got married and went to the Lewis family. We'd stay in contact. It was in 90 or 91. And he was in Gainesville, Georgia, invited us to come by. We'd never been to the uh, – we've heard of the Gaithers. Sherry mm-hmm. sang at her high school thing uh, because he lives. Yeah. But uh, so we went over there and got to meet Michael and see Michael and didn't know what to expect. And I drove up. Bill's out there just – Nice as he could be. What kind of bus you got there? You know, and this is when I, I done got a nice 72 model by then, you know. It was MCI and he talked. He said, you guys want to sing just after, you know, when the, when the second half starts up? Would y'all want to set your band? And we set up steel guitar, drums and all in 15 minutes. And he let us perform Roses of Bloom again. And the whole time, Bill was like, what a song. What a, what a singer. What a song. And right after that's when he invited us to do the landmark video. That was the second. Video. He actually asked us to do a family fest. Yes. Uh, to do a couple of songs on on a family fest and a praise gathering mm-hmm. just before we did the year before we did that video, and I was expecting my baby girl Morgan, my my middle child, and it was in '93, and it was about the first of September because Morgan was born at the end of September. And Bill asked me on the video, when's your baby due? And I told him four weeks. And she was actually born two weeks after that. And um, so it was uh, one of those beautiful moments. We sang Roses Will Bloom Again. Gloria prayed. And uh, it was just, it was an incredible moment. It actually set the mood of that entire video. And uh, from that day forward, Bill has blessed us to be on every video he's ever done. Um, We can't thank him enough. And the you tour, know, you know, the whole tour us. every day. We've been doing you know, all of the tours. I noticed they mentioned today that Anthony started uh, in 93, and it was the Precious Memories video, and that's the first one that we did. During the landmark that same Precious series. Memories came out of that series. Wow. Same, same time. Wow. Tell me about Anthony Berger since you brought his name up. He was an incredible friend. Uh, you know, when you work in an industry uh, like this, and you know, even though it's a big industry, it seems quite small to mm-hmm. us as artists. But uh, I don't ever remember not knowing Anthony. I don't remember meeting Anthony. We always worked with the Kingsmen, and Anthony just seemed to always be there. 
and uh, we've worked the last 13, 14 years with him, uh, basically mm-hmm. two and three nights a week. And he's there on a piano. He didn't do Anthony's thing and get up and leave at a Gaither tour. No, he was he all about the night. He played for everybody. Yeah. And he yeah. would request, Seems like, late. thank you, Lord. And my dad and them would be in the audience. He'd wink at me and say, get Bill to get the Easter Brothers up. And yeah. I'd say, hey, dad and them's here. And man, Anthony would tear the piano up. And just, Anthony's a producer, too. You know, he's over yeah. just keeping the wheels turning. Yeah. I met him about 80, 81. I played with Gold City for about six, eight months. I played bass. And uh-huh. he was with the Kingsman. That's when I very first met him. And he was just a kid. Right. Yeah. right. We all were. Yeah. <laughs> um, I talked to Buddy Green about Anthony. And uh, since you're a harmonica player mm-hmm. as well, uh, Buddy kept talking about the work ethic. Just says, you know, he was a yes. showman, but yep. he was there, and and and, and he, he was always working, always producing. The wheels were always turning. Well, the day he died, you know, he and Ben Spear and Bill was up in in the ship, you know, in Bill's session. room, charting char- yeah. charting a session coming up that following week. Yeah, as uh, playing harmonica alongside with uh, Anthony, did it just fit? Oh yeah, I mean, no matter what you did, what you sung, Anthony could catch you on the second note. You yes. know, if I do Amazing Grace. He knows exactly where to come in, you know, and play. It's just incredible, you know, the uh, the time that we spent and just his talent, how great of a player he was. Not only are you traveling with the Gaither Homecoming and you're on the videos, but uh, we've I think we've all noticed there's been a, a great friendship, special relationship between the Gaither family and the Easter family. Mm-hmm. And is that just because your families are compatible with each other? Or? You know what, I think it's that, but I also think it's the a really deep respect issue mm-hmm. that Jeff and I have for both Bill and Gloria. Um, they are incredible people. I'm, I've told people a thousand times I'm a, a, a perfect example of a student. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know that I'll ever feel like I'm graduated. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, I, I like to, to study. I like to, to, I was always teacher's pet, that yeah. kind of person. Yeah. I like to hang out yeah. with the teacher. And they both are teachers, and I literally relish every moment that I get to sit and chat with them about certain subjects. And many times Jeff will go, so, Bill, can I pick your brain about this a little bit? And and we understand a lot of what they go through being a husband mm-hmm. and wife mm-hmm. and trying to make this work. And, and uh, we understand them as artists and as writers and performers and and, and family and, and, you know, when Danny was with them and mm-hmm. we had Rabbit with us. And there's a lot of areas that we can relate to them. And, uh, but I think probably the thing that always draws us is we're all about the program and we're mm-hmm. all about the people pleasing mm-hmm. them. We're, we're team players. Sure. And, and I think we Bill and Gloria it. know too. I told Sherry this today. Bill's big thing in his new cities, give it away. His big setup is he's taught us is there's givers and there's takers. Mm-hmm. You know, and Bill, uh, he knows that we are givers. Yeah. We give to people that need help. We've never tried to take from the Gaithers or he tried to be something that we're not. I mean, I don't expect any more than what I get from the Gaithers. And uh, and uh, by doing so, I mean, you know, they just released the best of Jeff and Sherry Gaither yeah. video. And they it's just, just it's doing great, this, great this week. And the funny story about Bill, when I really got to know him, we went uh, stayed all night with him one night. And Bill took us out to their little cabin, Bill and Gloria and Sherry and myself. And, and I was in the front, Sherry and Gloria was in the back. And Bill had this old 72 Malibu, I think, yeah. red convertible. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we had to top down just riding through the country. And he grabbed me by my knee. He said, and by the way, I'm the producer of the videos. And I'm like. Okay, I think I'm getting ready to get scolded here. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, every time a microphone's not working or somebody needs help, 
I know you want to help, you know, on the videos, but I'm losing a good shot because my face, face is saying, my face is looking around when somebody, <laughs> if somebody sings off pitch, my face, ooh, they hit a bad name, you know. So Bill says, I can fix audio. I can't fix video. When you're gone, said, so please let me produce, you know, and he said it the nicest way and it was taken, you know, the way sure, he meant it to sure. be. And that's, that's the way Bill is. He's done with it after that. He yeah. knows. He ain't got to worry about Jeff making faces on videos no more, you know, because... <laughs> well, of, well, and, too, we share a lot of opinions, too. Like, I've always told Jeff, and Jeff knows that I'm this way. From the day we married, we lived in a little 12 by 65 mobile home. Mm-hmm. Three years later, we built our home. Mm-hmm. And I told Jeff, I said, you know, if he could build me the biggest house on the biggest hill, I would be thrilled to stay where I am because I want my children to know a home like I knew. I always lived my whole life in one house, mm-hmm. and I wanted that for my children. And Bill and Gloria, that's one of the things that yeah. he will always comment on. Mm-hmm. He's still in the house that he and Gloria built early in their marriage. And so that's another thing. It just seems like a lot of things that they point out and they talk about. Mm-hmm. Jeff and I have the same philosophy. And the cool thing about him, we have nothing to prove to Bill. Bill knows yes. the funniest story, too, uh, Sherry, because Bill, if Sherry says, I'm going to go lay down or lie down. You oh, know, he tells me a lie every time, and I know that. That's a Georgia And thing. I said, I bet you my grammar, you know, I ain't got no, you know, and I'm doing them double <laughs> negatives. And uh, I said, I bet I wire you out, don't I? He said, don't you change a thing. Because <laughs> you know, he wants mine as the Goober Gomer. You know? yeah, right, right. Jeff's works. I'm not a country. Everybody said, do you really talk like I, This is the way I talk, you know. But <laughs> some of that bad grammar I'll do on purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, that's good. Well, some of it I don't. <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> keep keep your bag of tricks. <laughs> um, I was going to ask uh, why Lincolnton and uh, and and why not if you like Lincolnton why not Lincolnton for the for the, for the getaway house but move to Nashville because it's closer. Or something. Oh no, <laughs> we love Lincoln. We like being six hours away from the busiest place that we could choose to live. We really do. Jeff and I we're all about home. If you could see Lincolnton, you would understand. Lincolnton is full of country stores to where you go when you sit down and you have chicken and okra mm-hmm. and uh, with all the turnip greens. Oh, and yeah. We get all that every Thursday at Goolsby's Grocery. Yeah, give Richard yeah. a plug. And yeah, yeah <laughs> and, you know, it's that kind of a town. You know, I know everybody. Everybody there uh, either um, taught me in school or I went to school with them mm-hmm. or I went to school with uh, their cousins or, you know, and everybody knows everybody. And it's just a wonderful community to bring up children in. Yeah. And uh, I, I had a wonderful childhood, and I want my children to experience just as good. Jeff, at one point, I, I think you were at, I think it was at a family fest, and I, I can't remember you and Allison Durham Spear and I were, were, I was there, and I, we all had this same kind of a shirt on. It was kind of an animal print thing. Going mm-hmm. on. I don't know what it was. And I remember you and I were talking, and, and I guess there's a store, I would have thought, well, you probably got your, your clothes, you know, somewhere highfalutin. But you mm-hmm. said there's a little store in Lincolnton, and you get a lot of your shirts. Oh, yeah. Probably got yeah. it at Wingrove. Wingrove. So. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess they've got it all up there. They do in Lincoln. They do. They do. I got some good boots in there. And, yeah. Uh, but it's, uh, and we just built us, uh, you know, we're surrounded by lakes, so we're fifteen hundred miles of shoreline. Wow! So instead of when we travel, you know, when you're home, the last thing you'll do is go somewhere on yeah. vacation. Yeah. So we built us a lake house, and it's fifteen from our house to our lake house is fifteen minutes, and mm-hmm. it's away, you know. Sure. We saw white pine on the walls and yellow pine on the ceiling. So that's all. where we Just, go to get away. Yeah. Fifteen minutes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you have a studio, right? Yeah, we have a. 
studio, uh, my boy Madison, he's basically taking it over. He's yeah. He'll be 18 and uh, his Pro Tools and, you know, just yeah. uh, we did our vocals on our new record there. And uh, it's just uh, it's yeah. fun to have that there. What do you think, because uh, since you've come from uh, a very long tradition in this music and uh, we're now in the 21st century and a lot of changes taking place in, in southern gospel and gospel music, American gospel music, whatever you want to call it. Uh, how do you see the current state of this this music that you uh, you work in? And we've sing? been doing it 20 years, 21 years now, and we're going to keep doing yeah. what we like. Because we found out you can't please everybody. But if we can please ourselves as far as musically, I'm happy with what I sing. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to. Well, and one thing I firmly believe is if you carry a message of hope and encouragement through Christ, mm-hmm. people will be blessed by that. Sure. They, uh, that message will not be suppressed, and I just I don't see it doing anything but getting bigger and better. So no matter what style you do, as long as the message is very clear yeah. and that's upfront. that's that's my firm belief. Yeah. I really do. Um, I, I firmly believe in a lyric and uh, the message of a song. Your newest project is life is great and getting better. I love the story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, and and we've heard those stories because. Um, New technology. We've got the website and the email newsletter. Oh, You've been reading my blog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, for those who don't know, Mara is 11 months old now. She's about six months old when yeah. I, I was in there changing her diaper. And uh, I just got to look and share. I got a great wife, great kids. I am so blessed here at 45 years old to have this baby. And uh, I just said, you know what? I got a great life. And immediately I called Woody Wright. He was on a cruise. I don't know how, I come, how why his cell phone was working, but it did. <laughs> And I said, Woody, I want you to write me a song about Life is Great. And he called me back 15 minutes later and said, How's Life is Great and Getting Better sound? <laughs> and the whole first verse, God always knows just what we need. He can turn everything around unexpectedly. <laughs> so you came up with like, the hook. Life is My great. Idea. Life is and great. Woody put the and getting better. Yeah. And wrote the song. You know, wrote, yeah. he wrote my story. I told him my story. And that's what a writer loves because, yeah. you know, you yeah. give him a I story. I love a writer who does take your ideas and just yeah. run with it. Yeah. Again, what's the website? www.jeffandandsherryeaster.com. That's a unique spelling of Sherry. Yeah, it is. My mom named me after the puppeteer Sherry Lewis. Hers was S-H-A-R-I. Mama thought it would be clever to do S-H-E-R-I. And I've only met two or three of them that are Sherry's S-H-E-R-I. Since this is your first just coming out of the shell on XM, I'll give you some scoop on me. My real name is Amos Jeffrey. I don't tell everybody that. Well, I, now, what was your uh, what was your dad's name? James Madison, James after the president. Madison. And so our son's name's Madison. Madison. A lot of people say, "Well, that's a girl's name." No, <laughs> President <laughs> James Madison. Yeah, Tell President James Madison that it's a girl's name. But uh, uh, so yeah, Amos, Amos, Amos yeah, Jeffrey. You've got a Mama company on the side. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Mama wanted to name me after my grandpa, Luther Amos. Luther and Sherry Easter. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Musical reformation. <laughs> there you go. Hey, guys, let's do this again soon. Okay? Oh, I love it. I listen to you guys all the time. I'm driving yeah. up the road. I got my XM wide open. He's Because I don't lose you. Oh, great. And you can hear it from coast to coast. I do. I sure well, do. And y'all have been great to us, too, to play our daughter, Morgan. In fact, right. the first person that I ever met from XM Radio to do an interview walked up to me and said, Hi, Sherry. You're Morgan's mom. <laughs> It was that. Uh, it's Morgan I think it's Easter's America, mom. The America Channel. Yeah. Dan. Yeah, Dan Dixon. Dan yeah. Dixon. Sure he had those truckers. He said those truckers love Morgan. Wow. Love your little boy. And, and so, so the, uh, 
and I'm sure she's heard the story. About oh, she was, she was nine. She was nine at the time when she did that CD, and she'll be thirteen. We actually were riding down the road, and she heard herself come on the radio, and she cried. Yeah. And I told her, I said, "Baby, I said this is what a wonderful opportunity God has given you, and you yeah. need to always treat it with yeah. such respect." And she was overwhelmed because she's got such a huge heart, and she's like her mama. She likes a good lyric. Yeah. And uh, she really gives us as much input on her projects as, you know, anybody else would, you know, a, a, a seasoned artist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she's she's given pretty much all of her heart uh, That's to this be music a as thrill, well. That's going to be a big thrill for recording yeah. artists. Your music's out there, and you may think it's just kind of in this geographic mm-hmm. area, but when it really gets out, it's out. It's out, exactly. yes. It's very rewarding. Well, in watching the, the label of XM, sometimes if I got it turned down, I see the Lewis family's name, the Easter Brothers, yeah. and most of yeah. the time the stuff you have uh, I produce for Dad yeah. and M with yeah. Day One label. And so I was... I'm excited to hear that. Yeah. Y'all just play some great stuff. Thanks so much.